When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Three teams have been 15-1 in the history of the National Football League. All right? Give yourselves a round of applause. And that, gentlemen, is why on this episode of Vikings Line, I have dusted off the 1998 NFC Central Champions hat. I know Judd's probably going to pour some cold water on that victory today, but you can't go 15-1 and one without starting 4-1. and one. Mm-hmm. I guess you could start 5-0 and oh and give yourself more room to operate later. But, yeah, probably uh, true. Probably yeah. true. But this is Vikings Ventline, the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports, maybe even in the world. We're still waiting to, uh, to see if there's any other show that turns it over to fans like this on YouTube every single week. If you'd like to get in here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel... You can send us an email at vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll try to get to as many people as possible during the duration of the show. Please keep it clean so we can stay employed. That's really the uh, the main ground rule here. Um, Judd is at the stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium, where, that's right, the fourth quarter pharaoh himself, the colossus of clutch for the third straight week, has tallied a fourth quarter comeback slash game-winning drive. And in the end, it was Cam Dantzler ripping the ball away from former Viking Emir Smith-Marset to mm-hmm. clinch the victory for the Vikings. 4-1, and one, Packers lose in embarrassing fashion this morning in London to the New York Giants. And so the Vikings are effectively two games clear of the Packers if you count the tiebreaker in the head-to-head. So uh, we'll get to a bunch of fans here. But, Jeb, we'll start with you at U.S. Bank Stadium. Your biggest takeaway from... Another Vikings victory. Um, okay, so I'm sure we're going to talk a ton about the fact that it was completely unnecessary that this game was th- this close. So I will hit on three things. One, thank you. Amir Smith-Marset not only had the ball stripped on that last play, but he didn't get out of bounds, which is what he should have done immediately to stop the clock. But he didn't. He also threw an unnecessary block in the back that uh, took away a 51-yard Justin Fields touchdown run. The Vikings actually geniusly deployed a secret agent within the division to the Bears to sabotage the Bears. Amir Smith-Marset, you did your job. Thank you. Second of all, Cousins. Cousins, <laughs> the good. Kirk Cousins threw a really, what what I think previously is probably the last couple of years, a devastating pick. He came back and guess what? Led the team down the field, con, uh, converted a couple third downs, one on which he took a hit to the head, it looked like. Um, kept the drive going. The Vikings score. They get the two-point conversion to create a cushion. The last thing, the bad, um, the Vikings need to shore up this defense. 
it's going to catch up to you. You can't be this inconsistent. Um, I tweeted this. It looks like Ed Donatel thinks this is eventually going to work, like his whole thing with Hunter last week, right? You know, this is how it is early, but it gets better. Well, okay, when are we going to start to see that more consistently from the entire defense? Um, The soft underbelly in the pass game, it's just so consistently there. Um, Soft underbelly deserves a football I believe it was. I believe it was like on second and twenty-one late, where the Bears got a first down. I mean, my biggest concern is not the fact that the offense uh, took its foot off the gas a bit because it came out and scored twenty-one consecutive points. My biggest concern is if this team is going to be as good as we think they have the potential to be, the defense has to be shorn up, and I don't think crossing your fingers and hoping is going to take care of that. Uh, I'll give you my biggest takeaway here in just a second while Declan loads Vikings fans into the virtual room here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. But this show, Vikings Ventline, is presented by our friends at TCL. No matter what you watch, no matter how much you're screaming at your TCL TV throughout portions of these games every week, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. And saw some more people sending in their Before I Die cans over the weekend. We love it when you show us your cans of Surly. Uh, Judd, tell the audience where they can hang out with the Purple Daily crew and catch a live edition of Ventline. One week from today. One week from today at the Brew Hall. Uh, Dolphins-Vikings kick off at noon. We will be there for the entire game, and then post-game, just like this, firing up a vent line. It's going to be great fun. Come drink Surly Furious before I die. Uh, specialized beers. The point is, let's drink some Surly, watch some football, have some fun, and then hopefully celebrate another Vikings victory. Dolphins and Vikings one week from today. Join us. Make plans right now. Surly Brew Hall, which is technically in Minneapolis, but uh, very close to the the divider there between Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, there's a million things to nitpick here, and I'm sure we will throughout the next hour plus, but uh, I loved the way the Vikings offense came out in the first like quarter, the first three drives. That was, I mean, it was like the peak of the KOC Kirk Cousins partnership. He sets the franchise record for completions, consecutive completions. They're just pounding the ball, but within the flow to Justin Jefferson, you had some trickeration on uh, sort of the, the double pass to Jefferson back to Dalvin Cook with four road grading offensive linemen. It was it was essentially a screen pass that uh, that creatively took place. Didn't love the fact that for the next hour and a half, the offense disappeared. But then in the end, when it's time for another game-winning drive for the third straight week, they get the job done with a really nice drive. So I guess my main takeaway is, much like the last couple weeks, a million things to look at, things to get better at. They're still trying to figure out their offensive and defensive systems. Uh, but to come out and and just throttle a team early like that, and then if and when you're faced with adversity late in the game to overcome it and hashtag win anyways, my biggest takeaways are positive today. Dex, give your uh, quick takeaway, then we'll turn the rest of the show over to Vikings fans. You know, it, I, I thought it, this was going to be a, a, a drink of sorrow, but I, I had to pour something just a little bit harder for this one. After oh, wow. You're... That <laughs> because um, my heart rate and everything else in general, um, not to mention my write that down points that didn't hit because of uh, Ed Donatel's defense surrenders a big lead. So I need to pour something a little stronger, but at the end of the day, <laughs> all that, there you go. 
about that mid sound effect. <laughs> At the end of the day, Dagger Kirk Cousins continues to sharpen that blade, baby, and that's all I really care about. If he, and he, yes, Judge brings up a good point. The interception that is a classic type of meltdown Kirk performance that he has kind of trended to before. But in this instance, he still continued to orchestrate, what, like a 17-play, I think it was, drive to the end mm-hmm. of this game, essentially. Seven then, minutes, yeah. And Cameron Dansworth, basically his Sam Cassell big ball dance moment uh, at the end of the game going down the field. It, it's not the prettiest of wins, but who cares? Win the game anyway. Bravo to Dagger Kirk. Kirk has already, in five games, equaled his Vikings career-high single-game uh, career, or single-season career-high of three fourth-quarter comebacks. So the fourth-quarter Pharaoh striking often to start the season here. Uh, if you haven't already, please click the subscribe button and the like button on this video on the Purple Daily YouTube channel so we can spread the word to the rest of Vikings fans out there that we are building this Vikings community. Uh, let's get to it here, Declan. Who's first out of the gate on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to our school doctor, Alex, who uh, I think has a surly in hand as well. He's got some takes here. Did you get the Halloween, Halloween decorations up, man? You are rocking today. Oh, you're muted as well, you're just school muted, doc. Alex. You just got to unmute yourself. That is my wife. She is the MVP <laughs> at uh, Halloween decorations. So let's pour one out here. Oh, look at this. Oh, We're pouring oh. one out. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful, surly, furious in a Hold Vikings on. pint glass. I mean, emotional. Tear in his eye. <laughs> and so some people may say, you know, hey, you don't want that much head in your beer when you pour it, but you do so that it doesn't end up in your stomach and you're gassy. So cheers to the vikings a win today i want to say thank you for dealing with me to my wife who was sitting next to me she's a bears fan and i was pacing and just being my own pessimistic self i told her it was 21 to 3 and i said the bears are going to score here and then they're going to score after halftime and it's going to be a game and she tells me oh the bears don't score touchdowns i said you, you wait and see <laughs> they and do against the vikings look what happened <laughs> so you know nothing to say that you guys kind of didn't already just say um obviously concerned about the defense i I mean, they're four weeks in. They keep showing us the same thing. You know that Justin Fields doesn't throw the football. You continually let him run. Uh, I don't know why they're not spying the guy. They continually gave up rushing lanes for him. Uh, The scheme's not going to change. So, you know what? The Vikings are going to have to score 28-plus a lot this season. That's just the fact of the matter of it. Um, It's frustrating. I think they have some talent on defense that can be better utilized. Unfortunately, their scheme isn't really uh, going that route. So, um, I'm going to shut up. Cheers to you guys. Um, looking forward to another victory Monday. Hey, and the rest of the division lost today. So an extra cheers. Skull boys. Awesome, dude. Great See way man. to lead off that line here. Our buddy, uh, Skull Dr. Rocking the, uh, the Surly Furious there to start things off. Let's keep it going here, Declan. The Vikings vent line. Let's go to Rich. Rich, what's up, man? Welcome to Vikings Hey, guys. Ventline. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, man. Up. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm really of two minds on this game. On one hand, it's so great that we're in first place, and and uh, to see Kirk Cousins go Joe Cap on that last drive and just rumble and stumble for first down. Uh, I'm a little bit older than Judd, so uh, I've been through all the pain. And uh, on one hand, I'm very happy, but on the other hand, I know that I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach now that I'm getting sucked back into this. You know, I, there's been so many years where I said, that's it. I'm not getting emotionally attached to the team. I'm just going to sit back, you know, and just watch. I have to watch. I can't stop myself from watching, but I'm not going to get emotionally involved. And now I can just feel the emotion welling up. And that that feeling in my gut is starting to come up again. Uh, younger guys don't realize that um, this is going to bring the purple pain scale from about a six 
from last year up to eight or nine now when we finally get jobbed in the playoffs on some crazy penalty that's never been called before in the history of the NFL or something, you know. The, the pain it, is just going to be that much worse. It's I, like I, a polar plunge, man. It's like a polar plunge. Purple tears here uh, for the end of the game. I didn't have to end up, you know, drinking <laughs> it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I the, a couple weeks ago, uh, Judd, you told that young guy, yep, that he had to stay in, and yep. I was like yelling at the screen, "No, no, you got to let these guys go. You don't." <laughs> Okay. Get out! We've got to get out of here. Yes, get it's out. like the it's like the fur man. Once you're in, no, 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 you're no. about I to get sucked these, back look, in. I see these it's young over. guys on your show with their Vikings hats and their yeah. jerseys and everything. You notice I have no gear on. I I took all. I took my Robert Smith jersey, my kids Chris Carter jersey, my daughters Brad Johnson jersey. They all went in the trash after '98. That was year '28 for me. <laughs> And you know what? And you, I haven't. You'll bought, be buying said, a Jefferson and a Cousins no, and no, a Daniel Hunter. I am not buying a jersey until they win the Super Bowl, and I'll wear it at right. the Super Bowl parade. There it okay. is. Okay. I, I have saved I don't know how many generations worth of Vikings jerseys. You're being sucked back in. I can feel it. I know. You're trying to you're it's, trying to convince I'm, yourself just, you're not, I, but you are. My body's shaking right now because yeah. I'm getting sucked back in. I can't believe it. Check back in it, with man. us. Check back in. Yeah, you know for. We'll get you, you know, the, this before therapy. I die thing. I know for you guys, it's like a cute little slogan on a beer can. But for me, that this is real for me. I mean, <laughs> this real for us too. It's real for us too. Rich, it's not I cute. think as your official Vikings therapist here, Rich, you know, yes. I think we recommend weekly check-ins from this point going forward. <laughs> okay, we'll give you some things to work do, on every week. Let's check in again next week to see where you're at as you build right. this thing back up. Okay. Thank you. All right, that's Rich, God, Rich. Wow. learning to cope with uh, his life as he's a Vikings not, fan. He's not learning. He's not learning at all. He's older than me, and he's more he's more conflicted than me. Two weeks from now, he's going to have a jersey. I suppose his, what are you, 52? About to yeah. turn 53? Yeah, so he's 54, 55. I guarantee you in, in like three weeks, that dude will have some type of, of he'll call back in and have a, some sort of Vikings gear on. And you know, like his point about, because he's older than you are, for anyone older than you, it is real to them, the before I die thing. You start to, yeah, I, I, hopefully I have some time left, me. Declan. We're in our, I'm in my 30s. Yeah. Declan's about to Family. be 30, like, uh, is it this year or next year? Yeah, a couple months. Okay. So we we feel like we have some time. I mean, if you're, yeah. you're in my your 50s burst. or 60s. Yeah, you my almost died like two months died. ago. I could have died on I my couch. Very worried about that. <laughs> People wondering where Judd is. He's in the stadium right now. He's inside U.S. Alive Bank Stadium. Well. Yes. Yep. He's commingling with the uh, Chicago and Minnesota media luminaries. Uh, Vikings vent line continues here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Garrett now. Garrett, what's up, dude? What's up, guys? Just finished watching that game, hanging out with the dogs here now. I can't keep this up, though. That game was – last three have just really gotten to me. Cool. A little stressful for a little stressful, yeah. these, these close games. A little stressful. You know, I get excited. I jump up and the dog down here goes into the ceiling. Cool. <laughs> I think but, I saw a stat, though, that so last year the Vikings played 14 one-score games, and so far this year they've played at least, well, the last three, right? The first two were not one-score games. So they've played now 17 one-score games in their last 22, dating back to the beginning of last year. We can't keep doing that. we got to just throw them down at least one game. Just That's this league, though. That's this league. The one-score games are ridiculous. Like, 
How often do like Buffalo or Kansas City just blow out teams though? We gotta do it every once in a while. It would today be it would be nice. Yeah, I mean the I mean today, yeah, Buffalo Buffalo just absolutely boat raced the Steelers today. But how do you sort of I mean this is what I'm trying to balance is generally this is the league that there's just a lot of parity outside of maybe the Bills and maybe the Chiefs. So there's even if you take a lead, I'd like to see the Vikings finish that game off today and just go win thirty one to ten and be done with it. But this was also I'll bring this stat back up that we threw out late in the week here. So teams that don't get a bye week after London, this is from Action Network. Only only five teams in NFL history uh, have returned home from Europe without a bye week. Every one of those teams leading into today was losing or tied in the fourth quarter. And the Vikings are now the sixth. So there's just there's something about that London travel week. So I, my gut said before the week started, this is a weird travel week. Just go win any way you can. Of course, when they jump out and Kirk Cousins breaks the franchise record for consecutive completions and they jump out to that lead, you're like, oh, blow a team out. But I think this was always destined to just be kind of a weird game because of the schedule. That's my excuse making anyways. See, I mean, I'll take an ugly win. I'll always take an ugly win. But it's just if we want to contend with Kansas City and Buffalo, we got to prove that we can do it still. Your defense, though, right, right now couldn't do it. Like, that that's the problem. The defense right now, I mean – you're either going to short this thing up a bit through personnel or schematic changes, or when you play the Bills, you're probably going to get smoked. One thing I don't love, or he's try only, to score with them. He, he's only done it like, I, th- I looked at Pro Football Focus. It's only happened like maybe 12 or 15 times or something this year. Mm-hmm. Daniil Hunter dropping back into coverage. There was a third down in which yeah. he dropped back into coverage. It's like, I get that that's part of the scheme. I, and, I, and maybe he's only doing it like once or twice a game or three times. I don't need Daniel Hunter dropping back into coverage really ever, especially on third down. I yeah. just I could I go think, without that. I, I think there was one third down where they sent Josh Metellus on a blitz of some sort and dropped Hunter. It's like I don't know if that's really going to get home. And I get what they're doing. They're you know you're okay. Oh, they're not expecting this, right. and so and and I'm open to some of that stuff too. But don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Just, Can we just, just rush the passer with Daniel Hunter on third down? Hand in the dirt, maybe. Can we just have it so so that the middle of the field is not like wide open? That's what that's what gets me. I mean, how no. many times now in the first what four or five games, five games, have we seen that that the middle of the field is just wide open? Yeah, and some of it might be schematic. You also have two linebackers that just aren't as spry as they were five years ago. I'll be curious um, to see where Jordan Hicks ranks because I mean that's the one thing PFF wise who has been underwhelming as hell. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling here, Dex. Vikings vent line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Steven. Steven, you're muted, but uh, you're welcome to hey. There we go. What's up, Steven? Yep. Gotcha. What's up, guys? Would you would you think today, man? Um, this is my first time uh, being able to call you because I'm officially a season ticket holder this year, and so. Uh, I had a feeling today that I needed to sell my ticket and then uh, watch it in my own uh, comfortable space. <laughs> so, so you want? Well, you just didn't want any of that smoke today. The the possibility of what happened, which is the Bears making it close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was there for. Um, sorry, um, I was there for the Lions game, and we actually ended up leaving early because my daughter was not having it, so nor was I. So. Um, we, we missed the game-winning drive, but um, <laughs> so uh, so I kind of had the same feeling today, and I was like, you know, I'd rather just I'd rather just watch it where I'm not so stressed out. Um, 
I also got some of this, so she was good. Oh, there it is. The Before yep, I Die. Very, very oh, nice. boy. Love it. All right, awesome. so a couple th- a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, I think uh, we, we need to get rid of Ed Donaldson. We have Mike Penton sitting right there. Um, I mean, it's just that it needs to be obvious at this point that Ed's defense is not working. Uh, we have Mike Penton, who is a DC, just sitting there, ready to go. So let's just let's do that. Um, Irv Smith had a had a very good game today. Um, finally, so. I was in a green stall, you guys, where I was getting to the point where he was going to look like a bust. And um, he, had, he had a good game. He had a couple of good catches. He had a couple of good blocks. I liked that. Um, Brian O'Neill, two games in a row where he has had a pretty bad game. Like He'll bounce back because I think he is that good, but I, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if it's that the defense is trusting Darisol over O'Neal and it's working or what's going on there. But um, um, as well as Kirk, three games in a row now, he's won a game-winning drive. Um, my biggest compliment to Kirk is I, I'm I'm pretty anti-Kirk. Uh, I think he is definitely not worth the money. But that um, – I think it was the last drive. It was – when he did a QB sneak and instead of sliding, he dove forward and he got lit up by two different defenders. He would never do that the last couple of years ever. Not a chance. And he actually got the first down. He got hit hard. He got right back up. I think he yelled at the defender and then got under center. You pulled, will out, not... the, pulled out the bling chain under his uh, flat Seriously. jacket. Like, <laughs> he will never do that. So I, I think he has bought in. I think he finally realizes, Hey, you're getting paid $84 million. Uh, you should probably do something about it. And I think he finally is willing to accept his role. Yeah. Um, I mean, he still made some pretty bad passes. Like um, that last, like third, um, when we were on the goal line, he threw it to Thielen, who's out of bounds when JJ was wide open. Like he had a couple bad passes, but at the end of the day, he had a game moon drive for third game in a row. Should have been a blowout today, but um I'll take it. So awesome, man, Steven, Thanks for calling in for the first time. Hopefully, you can get back into the stadium and uh, get the just get the emotions under control to be able to stick out these close games because I think they're going to be playing a lot a lot of close games still. We're not going to. This isn't the Buffalo Bills just blowing teams out like they're they're trying to figure this this thing out with new offensive and defensive systems. All right, should we keep it rolling here? Vikings vent line. I'm Purple Daily. Let's go to Ty. Ty, what's up, buddy? You're on vent line. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for coming on. Hey, a couple things I've noticed here. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one in this league for the first half. Have you noticed? How many targets did he get in the second half, guys? Like three, four? Three. Three? And how many yards was that? Uh, Like 15, 15. 20. Okay. He's still wide receiver one. Also, is it Kirk Toberfest or is it Cook Toberfest? Dalvin (laughs) Cook, still that guy. He, I know he's been injury plagued this couple of years here, but he put the team on his back today, carving up the third or the third or fourth ranked rush defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Kirk Tober, uh, Kirk Cousins got the huevos to get it all done. You know, um, other than that, big fan of you guys. <laughs> yes, there you go, big fan <laughs> of you guys. Uh, hope you get on here in the future, guys. Thanks. Awesome, man. Ty, thanks, thanks for thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk Toberfest is in full swing, man. I mean, he breaks he breaks Tommy Kramer's record for consecutive completion. That's about as flawless as you can start a football game in the first half 
Yep. And then it got weird there for a little while, and he threw a bad interception and checked down a lot. And then, but okay, backs against the wall. Time to make a big boy drive here to to ice this team, and he and he does it again brilliantly. So Kirk Kirktober and Kirktoberfest uh, are upon us, and he deserves a ton of credit. What might be also the shortest flea flicker play in the history of the National Football League? A two yard completion to my guy Johnny Munt off off of a flea fl- flicker to Cook. And I would love to see that's that. I have never seen. I mean, when you see that play, right? You're thinking, "Oh my God, there's somebody down oh, Jefferson's downfield, right?" This yeah, and be there really players. wasn't. It was actually and there wasn't. And yeah. so he just so he gets dumped off to my guy Johnny Mont. Yeah, uh, the play, the play calling today too. I'm just kind of going through my notes from the game. So we had. I might be missing something here in terms of creativity. We had the Jefferson back pass to Dalvin Cook behind four offensive linemen setting up a screen pass. You had the inside toss to Jalen Rager that was technically a touchdown pass in the red zone. Just some red zone creativity. They've struggled in the red zone so far this year to score touchdowns. The flea flicker you're talking about, which that's such an interesting play because it had the screen option that they immediately went to. Yep. But then it also had some sort of downfield option as well. So to have like, all right, it's a flea flicker and there's two different ways you can do it. You can wait for a second and throw a 40-yard bomb to Justin Jefferson, or you can just bail over here to, uh, to, a, to a screen. And I'll tell you, your guy Johnny Munt, if he had maybe a little more experience as a pass catcher, he had like seven catches in his career leading up to the season, there was a big gain to be had if he had broke to the left on that play. And instead, he broke to the right and kind of yeah. got like ridden out of bounds for like, three yards. I'm involved in this play? The what offensive the line on? wall was set up for him to yeah. cut inside toward the middle of the field yeah. for like a 10 or 15-yard gain. But uh, oh, I'm sure Munt will look at the film and get better for next week. I, I also think that the Justin Jefferson play on the pass to Cook sets up um, in the coming weeks a deep shot by Jefferson. Because teams are going to now veer towards that play. Because that play's on tape now, right? I'm telling you, Justin Jefferson has one of the best arms on th- this team. And that was actually a nice throw. That, I think, sets up a deep shot to Thielen or Osborne in the coming weeks. Uh, I think they purposely the put that on film to try and get teams to buy that, that particular play. Maybe in Orchard Park in a few special weeks. Special teams we should talk about just a little bit here. Special teams, Joseph had, what, a 51-yard Field goal blocked. He missed the one at the end of the, the first half. And the 15-yard punt, followed by a penalty, basically gifted the Bears that the score right after that. So Rager yeah. also muffed a punt, yes. I think. Special teams, which had been unbelievable a week ago against the Saints, was uh, definitely a drawback today. Actually, uh, let's, let's add this question to the mix, if, if anyone wants to answer it, as we bring fans into the show here. Do you trust Greg Joseph? So he's one of five now from 50-plus yards. I don't know if the blocked kick today was his fault. I I guess we'd have to go look at the film, as they say. Uh, But he is now, and he's missed a bunch of them. I think all four misses are inside U.S. Bank Stadium. So he's had... open again, too. So it's, it's, it's a weird deal, like... This is the controlled environment, and I'm not saying you have to make all of your 50-plus yarders, but in today's NFL, you got to make some 50-plus yarders. You can't just be one for five and, blo- and struggle to make them. The blocked one was towards the doors, though, and that and the one at the end of the first half was not towards those doors. And shut I shut the doors. Why? But, why is this a thing? But I think yeah. on the but I think on the, they want to pay their air the conditioning one, bill. Or? He's trying to get lift, and he didn't. So like that's the problem there. But yeah, I mean it's a legit question because O'Connell completely trust him but in some ways is that going to eventually be to the team's detriment 
I think I it's know. tough to ask a kicker to be automatic from north of 50 yards. Uh, he's made every single kick this season from 49 yards and on. So, like, he, he's been automatic inside 50. So, I, I, I think if, if you're going to now keep doing this and he continues, he can't show he can make 50-yard-plus kicks. And I agree with Phil, like, Sometimes you got to make those, but to ask them to be automatic from 50 yards is a tough ask for so me. So I kind of I disagree. So here's today's NFL. Last year, let's go last year. Just looking at the best kickers in the league here ranked. Evan McPherson was 9 of 11 from 50 yards. Chris Boswell was 8 of 9. Greg Joseph was 7 of 9 last year. Matt Prater, Graham Gano, both 7 of 10. Harrison Butker was 7 of 9. Daniel Carlson was 6 of 7. Justin Tucker was perfect from 50. Uh, Matt Gay was 4 of 5. Uh, Young Ho Koo was 4 of 5. Like, there's a couple other kickers that were perfect, 4 of 4, 4 of 4. So in today's NFL, it's not a coin. Like, good kickers are much better than a coin flip from 50 yards. So it's not automatic. I agree. Like, I don't think we should be, like, mad when he misses a 50-yarder, but Body of work, you got to be like 75% or more from 50 yards like he was last year. Or, oh, I don't, I don't think they should open up a kicker search again yet, but it's, it's definitely something to, to keep an eye on. All right, let's keep it rolling. Vikings vent line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Uh, Declan, you're muted here, but, hey. but Travis is not. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, how are you guys doing? Um, I think. Today was a good win, honestly. I think uh, Kirk finally settled down. It seemed like in the first half, uh, I think the I think his the system is starting to click for him a little bit more. Um, I agree, something needs to happen with our defense. Um, it's ridiculous that we can't get home. Um, but about the kicking, uh, about Joseph, I don't. I'm not really too worried about it. Um, I mean, he as long as he's hitting the game winners, I think. I think we'll be fine. I think he's got what one game winner this year. Uh, right? Does he have technically a game winner? Or yeah, I guess I guess well the the Saints, Saints one was technically yeah. a game winner, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yep. Okay. Right. All right. So yeah. Travis, so as long as he's making, as long as he's making those, I think we're good. Um, but yeah, Justin Jefferson just where was he the second half? I I don't I don't know why they kept like you know, didn't throw on the ball that much in the second half. Yeah, that's the ultimate. Uh, thanks for coming on, Travis. That's the ultimate question here. And it, it's not just a this year problem. The offense, I mean, that Arizona game last year, just like they just yep. Detroit disappear game. for like an hour. And then they, and it's like, you're going to have punts and stuff. I get it. But why does that happen? Why are you yeah. unable to move the ball after starting off that hot? And and on those first th- three drives, the time of possession was ridiculous. Like, the, the Vikings didn't give up th- the ball. After that, the Bears, because the Vikings' defense started to struggle, the Bears actually had the ball. So I think that that was part I, – I think those first three drives, it was basically Vikings, 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 and then it's like the Bears came back and, and started to have uh, time of possession a bit more. And I think that – that leads you to probably believe the offense is struggling a bit more just because they're simply not on the field as much as they were for the majority of that half, too. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. No. Let's go to uh, Colin now, who's having a fun time down there in Florida. Colin, you got us okay? What's up, Colin? I got you guys. I'm doing all right. I'm just outside of Disney Springs right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Party okay. Can you hear me? Party, nice. party yeah. time. Yeah, go Very ahead. Good. Yeah. Well, that was a that was a good win once again by the Vikes. Um, 
a couple of things. One that really frustrated me, I don't know, at the end, towards the end of the first half when they had the, the uh, bad punt, but even on the touchdown play, can they put any pressure on the interior of the defensive line on that walk-in touchdown by David Montgomery? I think it was – could I could have walked into the end zone on that one. I mean, they had no Me pressure. Too. It seemed like the safeties backed off, the linebackers backed off. What were they doing? I think we lost Colin. That's, yeah, it's all good. I, I, he's right that the run defense there is, can be a little brutal. And it, obviously, if Montgomery's a decent back, but the, the Vikings' biggest sieve is, is run defense. If they can't stop the run, if they can't plug those holes, uh, other teams have good chances to win against them. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because the bear, it's the Bears actually only averaged three point three yards per carry today, which doesn't feel right, but that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And Justin Fields was the it, as far as so David Montgomery, that thirty yard gain he had was technically a pass because it was just a quick little screen pass. Um, he was twelve carries for twenty yards only in the running game, and then Khalil Herbert was four carries for 11 yards. So Justin Fields was the running game. He was eight carries for 47 yards. So it's just one of those where you kind of think, man, the Bears, felt like the Bears maybe gashed the Vikings a little bit on the ground, but it was Justin Fields that gashed the Vikings on the ground. Yes. They actually did a good job against David Montgomery in the run game. The passing game, that 30-yard gain to start it, was was a different story. That's what it felt like. Yeah, to me, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't feel like the, the run defense today was awful. But they can't stop teams from passing now. And, and it's just it's maddening to watch because it's not like all these passing games that they're facing are great ones. Like it, it looks like, and I'm pretty sure this is the case, there are holes that are being exploited. And that comes back to my question is, mm-hmm. can you fix that schematically, personnel-wise? Are there things that can be, be done? If The very best case to me is right now it does not look like the personnel and scheme are fitting. Like it looks like they're trying to run Donatel Fangio scheme with personnel that might not across the board be suited. That's yeah. what it looks well, like. I mean, you you took a 4-3 defensive unit largely and you changed the scheme but didn't overhaul the personnel. You basically replaced Anthony Barr with Jordan Hicks. You brought in a new slot corner, and you did you did bring in Harrison Phillips, but you know it wasn't like you brought in eight new guys on defense. So that is something to to consider for sure. All right, let's keep it going here. Vikings vent line, purple daily YouTube channel. Let's go to our guy Jay now on Vikings vent line. Jay, how's it going, man? It's going good. How are we doing, guys? What's how up, dude? Dude, I'm doing great. Um, yeah, wow, that's a lot. The Vikings are four and one. Um, this feels like a lot. Yeah, start. The, there we go. This feels like the start of the 2019 season, personally. Um, just you know, where you have one or two games where you have to like sort of adjust. You know, the new offensive scheme back then, Stefanski. Now it's um, now it's KOC. And um, but the Vikings are on a bit of a roll. Um, and I'm actually going to make a bit of an impromptu prediction here. I think the Vikings are going to go undefeated in October. I think Kirk is going to win all of his games. Um, because next week you're going to play the Dolphins, who are probably not going to have Tua. Um, there's no way they're going to start him after probably causing him to have severe brain damage after the last couple of games. Um, and so you're going to play a Teddy Bridgewater Dolphins. You might uh, not play a Teddy Bridgewater because he went out with yeah, an injury today injury. too. You're going to play a, what is it, Skylar, Skylar Thompson? Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you lose to that, then um, I don't know what to say to you. But uh, then you play after that, I think it's the Commanders, I want to say. Um, no, uh yeah, no, it's Cardinals. And so, Cardinals, and then, yeah. 
and then that's October. And so you could very easily win all those games, um, especially because now it feels like you have the capacity to win games that are close, which you just did not have last year. Um, and so if you can win the next two games, which is very doable, especially because you've got a bye coming up, um, then you're sitting at 6-1. and one. Um, You're definitely sitting atop the division, probably by at least like two games. Uh, and then you can go into a tough part of the schedule with just the opportunity to lose a couple of games and get away with it. Um, and so I just really see this as an opportunity because I think you're going to win the division, but um, at the same time, I still don't think this team is good enough to really do a whole lot in the playoffs, especially just the Eagles game that I saw. It just was, it just seems like such classic Kirk. I just don't know if this team is going to really going to go somewhere this year um, besides just the playoffs. And I would say, Jay, thank you. Bringing great points uh, as always. I would say they're, they are set up so well right now with a four and one start and a bunch of games like this Miami game in two weeks has flipped from like, oh, that's going to be a tough one too. Not that it, I mean, it's a road game against a good team, but they might be on a third string quarterback. You're going to be favored in that game next weekend. So it's again, it's like you should probably be five and one going into the bye. And then you've got home games against teams you're going to be favored against all throughout the rest of your schedule. If you can get to like 12 wins, play Maybe you don't get a bye in the first round. But play a home game in the playoffs. Don't even put yourself in a position where you have to travel to San Francisco or travel to, you know, L.A. or wherever you might have to go in the first round. Can you play a home game in the first round at U.S. Bank Stadium, which would be a huge advantage for this team? That's what I want to see. Like, take advantage of this great start. It's no longer about can you just get to nine or ten? Well, they just need five more wins to get to nine. Go win 12. Go get a first-round home playoff game. Yep. And I think the question is this, too, though. Can you, because you're right, the schedule is favorable. The schedule helps them. So here's my question is, can you also make progress, like like today? You should have won probably by 20 points. You didn't. It's the league. I, I get that. But did you learn enough, and can you progress off this? And I do feel like... The offense is taking steps. It's not perfect constantly. It has its problems still. But you know what? It feels it feels like it's becoming a bit more fine-tuned by the week. Defensively, in my opinion, no. So so like I guess my question is as the season progresses and evolves, can you get your defense to a point of comfort? Not saying it's going to be great, but middle of the pack. Can you get there? Uh, cuz right now it feels like if they play good teams, defensively they're in huge trouble but throughout the course of the season can you progress there just to get comfortable because i do think that the offense is going in the right direction yeah devin brands here declan just popped this up on the youtube channel thank goodness aaron Rodgers forgot his crystals or customs took them nfc north leaders skull it's hilarious packer vent line is going to be hopefully quite lit tomorrow on both mackie and jenna purple daily um the vikings offense averaging around 28 and a half points per game the last three weeks, Detroit, New Orleans, Chicago. So if we take those first two weeks and kind of say, all right, you're figuring out your system, which they still are. Let's just take the last three weeks, 28 and a half points per game. Uh, In terms of season leaders, that would put them as the third highest scoring offense in the league right there with Buffalo. Buffalo averages 28 and a half points a game. The Chiefs average 28 points a game. Buccaneers, uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm looking at last year. So if you took last year's full full season, it would put the Vikings in that mix for like top three, top four. So not saying they're quite there yet, but um, some good strides the last few weeks. 
All right, Dex. Let's go to uh, Theo now. Theo, what's up, buddy? You're on Ventline. Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, they, they did it to us again. Um, I think we got some audio really? issues there. Let's let's throw him back in the uh, green room here real quick, Dex, and then we can try him again. No biggie. Let's, uh, in the meantime, we'll go to Eric now from Connecticut. Eric, what's up, buddy? You're on Ventline. Hey. Hey boys, I got on the game. Uh, I was on the night after the Packer game. That was amazing. Game one. Yeah, Good to be back on again. Welcome back, man. And I am much like Rich from way back in the beginning of this show, who I'm turning 50 this year. And it's like, either this team is, su- it's like, they're making you believe again. They're making you believe again. So now I'm, I'm, cautious, I'm going to be, for, you know, the rest of the season, like, what's going to happen next? Even when we were up 23 <laughs> to three I'm, or 21 to three, I was like, how are they going to screw this up? You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, overall decent game i think this was kirk's best game as a viking to me just in terms of his will to win it wasn't written i didn't see him grit his teeth once i saw a lot of this but i didn't see him grit his teeth so that was awesome <laughs> the many poses of kirk though. oh yeah everyone knows this and I, you know get out of my head uh but it's it, what i love to see is is the, the whole culture change that koc and crazy were preaching you're seeing it like Dan, was it dan Ches, chesnia Ches, on uh, Ches, chesena yeah yeah chesena got in this is his first game got that great stop and the whole sideline must have hit him on the helmet or patted him on the butt like to do you know just it's just cool to see that positive reinforcement which i think this team sorely needs love it and how, and how crazy is we go from one season where we're just praying that our offensive line could be somewhat average and now we're like can the defense just figure out mm-hmm. how to do something? They have their flashes of brilliance, but then it's just like it's on the oh, here goes my dog. Say hi, Punky. Oh, oh, Punky. oh and is- just just so you know, Punky is uh Punky. is a Nutrisource dog. One oh. of your sponsors. So she's definitely love that. Look, yes. so Punk, we know that Punky has those uh Tootsie Roll poops, digestive oh. health <laughs> on schedule all that's, the time. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Well, oh, one more thing. Bye. I'll let you guys go. Who's good dog? She's no, awesome. Uh, the one thing that just pisses me off beyond no end is when I see teams mocking the skull chant. Oh, so you glad. saw that Bears player oh, mocking it on the sidelines. It was the whole team. They showed a yeah. replay going out of break. I'm like, are, we better beat these you-know-whos because it's just I hate that. You know, so, if I'm the 2022 Bears, no, I'm, not I'm probably not mocking opposing teams. I know, right. You know, oh, I'm also, just gonna take a year off that. We don't have, we can't, I can't get Surly in Connecticut. So I'm drinking Narragansett. It's a beer from Rhode Island. Yeah. But I'm willing to send a six pack of this to anybody in Minnesota <laughs> who can send me a six pack before, to, before I die because I got to have one one of these days. Uh, if you want to, yeah, how, are you on social media? Can someone just send you a direct message if they want to uh, yeah. facilitate some sort of, okay, yeah. Eric from Connecticut? <laughs> we know nothing about it. I'll let you guys find Eric from Connecticut, and you guys can do your uh, your offline exchange. Big guys, it's, it's big guys try on Instagram if anybody wants to hook me up with some surly. There you yeah. go. Okay. We sorely awesome, need man. it in, in, in Connecticut. Eric, Funky. thanks for coming out again, man. We'll definitely see you again sometime this season. Great stuff from him. Eric and I always love when the dogs make an appearance, too. A great dog. Oh, yeah. That's great just dog. a happy dog. Punky. That's a great Punky. name. Great two-syllable name there. You know, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Stella Punky. Yep. You know, you just yep. need that. Vinny. Easy to call him. Vinny. Yep. yep. All, All right. right. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to our guy, Bernard. Bernard, welcome back to Ventline, man. How are you? Hi, guys. Can you hear me all right? We got yep. you, man. What time is it? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's, uh, uh, what's it in? Uh, t- 10.30 p.m. 10.30 p.m. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
man, I was thinking at the start of the game, man, what a perfect game. Finally, we're going to stomp somebody, nothing to worry about. And then the defense stepped up uh, in the wrong way. I think one of you guys tweeted out um, that the offense kind of went away uh, during the game. I don't know. They had just one punt. They missed the two field goals, of course, but they, they, they kind of still moved the ball, I thought. Of course, the interception, but I don't think this one's, this one's really not on the offense that, the, that they got back in the game. It, it was solely on the defense. Uh, yeah, and I'll add, I'll add that, too, that, like, you gave the defense enough of a cushion there where they should have been able to. I mean, like, then Justin Fields is dropping back more often and stuff, and so it was a pretty, and you're at home, it's pretty That's, pretty clean slate for you to just keep them in check. Special teams, too. Special yeah. teams and de- defense, to me, were, were the disappointments today, mm-hmm. not the offense. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, and... Even the Bears' defense, I, I mean, I, I agree that it wasn't as smooth sailing on the offense in the second half because they adjusted. And the, the Vikings' defense just doesn't seem to adjust at all. It's, it's the same thing all over again. The best, best receiver, wide open over the middle for a first down. I don't know. And one, one more point. Uh, you talked about Joseph. If we trust him, I'm not sure. I think I still do, kind of. But apparently not from the left hash. In the, in the Detroit game. He missed. I, th- I think it was both kicks, pretty long kicks, but both went right off the left hash. This mm-hmm. one, same thing again. From the right hash, he seems to make them all. I don't know. Maybe, maybe something to consider. I don't know. Yeah. Bernard, great stuff, man. Appreciate Thanks, you uh, staying up and coming on the show here. Get Bernard on again sometime. So basically, yeah. basically his point, and it's probably good one is that the 2021 Vikings offense has been replaced by the defense in in the matting the what makes you mad lack of adjustment category right because it felt like offensively last year this team hit its head off the wall how many times it's like can you change something no 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 and now it's the defense it's like you got to change something here like take a shot at something and they're like no it's going to be fine It, it just takes a few weeks yeah yeah, it's uh, I. I thought I saw Brian Asamoah out there for a defensive snap or two as well. Where we can go back and look at the if if they're finding little ways to plant him out there. Just it looks like they just need more speed to cover ground. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, even some of the runs. It's uh, like Justin Fields would get out there, and it's like these plotting linebackers, and obviously the defensive linemen trying to chase him. Good luck with that. Dino Hunter tracked him down one time, but. Yeah, it's just uh, something's got to change here. Ed Donatel keeps saying, hey, calm down. It's it's all going to come together. And maybe he's right. Maybe we'll look back and say in November that, you know, patience was uh, was all that was needed. But that Bears offense should not be able to come back on you when you're up three scores at home. I'm sorry. Uh, anyhow, the Vikings did win the game. They are 4-1. and one. The vibes are largely positive here today on Vikings Ventline. And if you haven't already, click the subscribe button and the like button on this episode of Ventline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Uh, please do so, and then we can give you daily Vikings entertainment from now through the rest of the season and 365 days a year. Uh, Ventline continues here, Declan, with who is up next. Let's go to our guy Austin now. Austin, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Ventline. Hey, what's up, fellas? Um, hear me okay? We got yep. you, man. What's up? All right, all right, good, man. Good. Um, I want to tell all Viking fans out there that you guys can find a new way to not be emotional involved in, in a, uh, our Vikings uh, games, right? Um, pause the game, uh, wait 15 minutes, then start the game, right? 
So if you can see Kirk throw an interception, you can pause it, skip through it, fine, <laughs> right? So that's the first point I want to make to all Viking fans out there. You can find a new way, fellas, all right? Because that's what works for me, you know? Because it kind of sucks me, when, he, when he throws an interception and then you have to watch six replays and then sit through a commercial break stewing on it. Like, it's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of tough. Yeah. All right, and then um, what was the fella's name uh, that came on earlier? He was talking about Vikings gear, about not buying any or something. Rich? Was it Rich? That was Rich, yeah. It yeah. was Rich. Right, so he's not drinking the Kool-Aid yet, right? You know, so um, I am, though, like, I got all NFL gear right here, you know, Man. like that. Oh, dude, you know, look, look at those. You know, um, <laughs> I got these at United Tribes Powwow, right? Anyway, um, why I called in was I wanted to see Kirk Cousins set an NFL record, you know. Um, I don't know what the record is for uh, most completions, you know, in a row like that, you know, but it would have been cool for him to see that or to, for Viking fans to see that so he can hold some oddball record, you know, that we can – revert back to, you know, at some point when he has a bad game or something, you know, right? Um, and then the next thing is that is is KOC, is Kirk really KOC's guy? You know, that's what I want something for us to think about. Like, deep down, is he his, his guy? Obviously, he's going to have to buy into him if he wants to have a good, have his job, you know, buy into his, you know, quarterback. But I, I believe he's he's not his guy. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe next year we go into the draft, Bryce Young, you know, we get our guy, you know, um, something like a Justin Fields type quarterback for this offense would be great. Mm-hmm. And I see us going, you know, doing great things with that, you know. Appreciate Austin. the content. Awesome, and, uh, dude. So, so I got. Thanks, Austin. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. Think, I think that Kirk Cousins is KOC's guy for now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a this is an evolving fluid situation. So um, would I sit here and say that Kirk Cousins is Kevin O'Connell's guy for his time as coach here? No clue. I do. I will say this. I do think that O'Connell has gone back to running some of the Kubiak things because Kirk's comfortable now. Kirk is doing a better job than he ever did previously, in my opinion. So credit to him, and I think the relationship is working. But if Austin's point is like, is this a long-term thing now? That is TBD. We don't know. And and I would say that uh, O'Connell eventually is going to want to have a quarterback who he chooses, not who he, not who, um, for lack of a better term, is chosen for him. So it's a really good topic. Kirk, though, deserves credit the last three weeks. The dude has brought this team back, and, and we complained for years here that he didn't do that. So I'm not trying to sell him short. It's so tough. I mean, this is such a macro question, but, like, the the better they perform this year, and right now, I mean, they are a, they look like a double-digit win team. They're, mm-hmm. I, I think they're, at this point, probably the favorites to win the division based on Green Bay losing today and the Vikings having a win in hand over Green Bay. The better you are, the harder it is to go get a real stud young quarterback in the draft unless you pull a Kansas City Chiefs move, which that's probably the parallel at some point, which is, you know, you really want to take a shot. But they moved up like 17 spots in the yep. first round to draft Mahomes like ninth or 10th or 12th. He's like kind of fringe top 10. I can't remember the exact draft slot. Right now, this is working fairly well. Mm-hmm. They're averaging 28.5 points a game the last three weeks. It's It clicked big time in the first quarter and a half today. 
and they're just kind of in a good spot with this offense. And like you yes. can do a lot worse than Kirk Cousins as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yes. And it kind of gives you a chance to survey the landscape the next couple of years and see, okay, if you think he's aging out. I mean, you know, I think Collar tweeted something out, Matthew Collar, the other day saying that Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and uh, Drew Brees basically broke the way that we think about the quarterback aging process that mm-hmm. – Russell Wilson's in his mid thirties. He's got some arm problems now. Like guys get to their historically get to their mid thirties, which is where Kirk's at, and you got to start coming up with a plan B. Matt Ryan, like some of these, mm-hmm. not every quarterback just because Brady and Manning and Breeze did it is going to be really good when they're thirty eight or thirty nine years old. So that is Absolutely. a macro thing that they have to have their eye on here for sure. And, and O'Connell deserves a lot of credit right now, too, for using the chess piece as well, which is what we had always begged for. You've got these chess pieces. You've got a Thielen, a Jefferson, Osborne, Cook, Madison. Why don't you use them? Like, if you look at how he is how he is deploying those pieces around Kirk, who, again, is good, it should work. Like, this is what was so maddening about it previously. It's like, what are you guys doing? You've got these really nice pieces. And, and so I do, yes, I think you're exactly right. I think right now it is working very well offensively. That's good. That's great. It's fun to be a fan then. Let's keep it moving here on Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel, Dex. David, what's up, buddy? You're on Ventline. What's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got yep. you, David. So I wrote down a couple things. I'll be quick with it because I know there's other people waiting. Um I got to give props to Kirk, Irv, and Cook. And Munt had some really nice blocks out there today. Um, he's becoming a pretty good tight end for us. And I'll take Kirk first drive and last drive any point of the game if we can get him going. Uh, some critiques, I would say our tackling has been kind of rough. I don't know if you guys have noticed, it's been a lot of like shoulder tackling and going for the strip. It worked out at the end for us, but. I mean, they're getting like three yards after contact, it seems like, and it's setting them up for the next one. And then, as you guys have heard plenty of times the last couple of weeks, um, just feel like our cornerbacks are lining up from the wide receivers already like freaking like five yards away from them. So they're giving them three to five yards on the catch. And then last but not least, I mean, having a new head coach has been freaking nice. We've had um, like at the end of the first half, we actually had a minute and we tried to score. I mean, we didn't get the three, but yes. ever would have ran the ball three times up the middle and got four yards and then kneeled it out or gave the ball back to whoever we we're playing. So, I mean, there's we're four and one. The NFC looks weak. Even the Eagles, they beat us, but we know what our defense looks like. Our offense has got to pick up our defense, and they're starting to click. We knew going into the season our defense wasn't going to be a top five. We'd be lucky to even crack the top ten. The offense has got to pick us up, and it looks like they're starting to click. So I think we're going to be fine. David, I want to I want to piggyback off something. So end of the first half, you know, the, that's when the Bears kind of got back in the game, and mm-hmm. the Vikings did miss the field goal. So I think people are going to take away, like, ah, oh, the Bears got back in the game, the Vikings missed the field goal. But to your point about Kevin O'Connell being aggressive, he called it the Bears got inside the 15, and and the, the Vikings had, I think, all three timeouts left. The Bears ran the ball on first down for not much, and the Vikings called timeout with like a minute 10 on the clock, looking ahead, saying, well, I mean, they're down here already. Like, they're either going to score or they're not. Yeah. We, we'd like to have a minute on the clock, and if we, if, you know, if, if we can make a run for it, we will. And they got back into field goal range. It, it felt so long, not to keep drawing these comparisons back to Zimmer, but, like, that's what we do. It was like, okay, we got the ball. There's a minute left. We have two timeouts. Let's put our toe in the water and maybe run the ball. And 
if it's a no game, then we'll just uh, we'll just waste the two timeouts. And uh, Kevin O'Connell is foot on the gas in these situations, and I love it so far. The the trick plays have been it for me. Like even if we don't succeed on them, like it's just nice to see us testing stuff, keep the defense on their toes, don't make them expect us to run it on third and fifteen. Like it's been nice. It's been a nice. Like I said, we're we're gonna adjust to be four and one with a brand new everything, basically brand new coaching team. The defense, like we're just, our offense, is just gonna have to pick it up. They they knew that going into it. So once our offense starts clicking better after the bye, I think. I think we can be a scary team. I think we can be the Eagles. So, David, yeah. you got a sweet little setup there too, by oh, the way. Oh, thanks, dude. Jersey, hey, the Kirk jersey. Yeah, I got. If you guys want to see real quick, I'll show you quick real quick. I got my Hunter, my wow. Greenway, and then I got my uh, Smith behind the wall. So, okay. Yeah, they collect me. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for That's having awesome, me. man. David, thanks for coming thanks on. We appreciate it. Some Love good points there. Keep it rolling here with right. Vikings Ventline. Let's go to uh, our guy Kip. Kip, what's up, man? Hey, Kip. I, I finally returned. <laughs> there we go. We got you back, man. Yeah, I've been trying to get on, just been haven't been able to get into the green room, and so finally hit up Dex. I, I appreciate I've been doing the underdog fantasy every week. And My man. I, I, I missed it because Aaron Rodgers only threw two touchdowns, and I took the over. Oh. And, then, and, then, and then on top of that, I said, Lazard, he could catch more than four receptions. Yeah. And then I had to go with Johnny Mudd because Declan, yep. the clickbait officer, said yeah. put it out there. And uh, Here's the thing, Kip. Sometimes when I suggest suggestions on underdog fantasy, you fade them. That's the best. <laughs> that's 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 the best uh, advice. But I, I think give that's what you've been fantasy. saying for like three weeks. Here, yeah, are my, yeah, here are my me. predictions. Yeah. Fade all of these. Fade me. <laughs> so I just, I, I just real quickly because I know people are waiting. I think, I think Irv Smith is either traded at the deadline or he's gone in the off season. I, I also think that. Um, Petten's going to take over the play call, or he's going to have more saying because when when they played when they faced Mike Petten in Green Bay, Petten had all the blitzes and the you couldn't tell where anyone was coming from. I think they want to try to move Daniel back up on the line. I think that's where he needs to be because you go back to that Saints game and it was it was perfect in the playoff game. But kind of picking back and all that last drive, the seventeen play drive. They baited the Bears and they're taking two timeouts at the end. And I think that played a huge role because they just kept pushing and pushing and finally got in. But they, they made the Bears take the timeout. Either that or Eberflus had no clue what he was doing at the end of the game there. So I just, someone picked up on that. And then I also wanted to touch on Brian Murphy on Matthew Pollard's Purple Insider comes on every Monday. He thinks Cousins is gone next year. He thinks Cousins in a lame duck year that they're going to move because you got to remember cousins gave the vikings three contract options and the vikings took the shortest option you've got to remember that they took like a four or five year deal so but i think i think irv smith is gone and i think two or three other pieces get moved at the trade deadline because they can't keep doing this i think ownership's going to start getting involved here with um you know at least on the defensive coordinator side or at least trying to say something like you know all that so I'll end off of that and hold on one minute. And my dog here, hold on. Let me... Yeah, let's get the dogs. We let's need the dogs the dog. on the screen here. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. You're okay. You're good. We'll, Let we'll me give see. you a second. The anticipation's killing me. There's she. Oh, oh, there she they, is. There she was, is. She, oh, who's she a good they, girl? The other one, we have our wild child. She she wasn't allowed in here because she'd be hopping <laughs> around like crazy. But 
she she was taking she just woke up from her nap. Actually, it was from the Vikings offense in the second half. Here right. we're both pacing around the house. So, but I do love the Vinny Skull, Declan. I I, I appreciate Thank the you. Vinny Skull. The Vinny that there we go. We need more Vinny there. So right, Matt's got there. So I'll be back hopefully. And uh, thank you guys. I listen every almost every day to you guys. And I'm a Zilgadian disciple. So I, I still have my <laughs> appreciate doubts. that. I, I, I'm an assistant to you. So Zilgadian disciples. Sounds, right, thank uh, you, my, Kip. The, the Zilgadian disciples. It sounds like like a cult biker gang that yep. just listens to everything Judd says. Yep, it's a very scary group too. You just walk Not around in your little assless chaps and leather no, jackets. No, 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 no. no. Bitch no about chaps. Minnesota sports teams. No chaps, and they're certainly not assless. Nope, sweatpants, <laughs> zubits. That's what we okay. have. Zubits. Thank God. Okay. Very much fully, fully I'm, done. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on Kip a little. I actually thought Irv Smith was like this might have been his best game of the year today. He Second he made half. a nice grab over the yeah. middle. You know, he caught four passes. He had a nice, uh, let's call it a seal block on the edge Football. to spring a run play. And Kevin O'Connell came right over to him after the the drive was over and gave him a big pat on the helmet. You know, it might have, maybe it was the Jalen Rager touch. I can't remember, but he had a nice little seal yeah. on the edge. Football. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets. So here here's the thing with his current. Uh, trajectory this season i don't think he gets paid a lot so like he could come back but but that being said i am bailing on my previous claims that i thought he was gonna be outstanding and he's definitely yeah. not like he he might just be a solid player he's, he's, a, he's a guy he's a guy he's a, he's a jag, jag. He's yeah. just a guy yeah he's just a guy. but i mean i thought he was way more than a jag and i'm disappointed by that but that's just the reality <laughs> football let's keep it rolling here you go forward zoldanian disciples we're bailing on earth <laughs> Let's panic and rip Minnesota sports teams together. (laughs) Zolgadian disciples. What's up, Dylan? Hey, guys. Good to see you again. You too. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Uh, So I was watching. We all were really comfortable in the first half, and we obviously all saw things kind of start to collapse as they have been. And it really got me thinking as soon as uh, Joseph missed the field goal, like, how is the third quarter? So I went and I did throughout the third quarter. I wasn't really, I was really comfortable. I was like, ah, we're going to come back. And we did. Thank goodness. So I went and did a little bit of research uh, and analytics. So it's going to be a lot of nerd stuff coming in here. But uh, in the third quarter this season, the Vikings have been outscored 29 to six. Um, Three of the games that we played, we've scored zero points in the third quarter. Um, Cousins has been, 18 of 31 with 149 yards and two picks compared to the rest of the um, three quarters together. I know it's kind of scaled differently, but he's 113 of 167 for 1,178 yards, seven touchdowns, three picks. I kind of did some averaging out. He's basically averaging about 400 yards on all of his other quarters. And that third quarter is just really bad. He had today one of three, for six yards, and the one uh, completion he had was to Justin Jefferson, which was six yards. So that was his third quarter. And in general, we just had uh, – in general, I'm thinking it's – usually we have like a one bad quarter every year. It's like just a theme. I think that this year it's just the third quarter and just keeping that foot on the gas. And otherwise, though, like we have a really strong offense, pretty strong, uh, a lot of point scoring, and I think it's just we need to remember to keep putting – the foot on the gas and then we don't have to have these heart attacks. 
Yes, yeah. I think so. I and I was looking at the second half numbers. So going into the game, the Vikings were like twenty third in second half scoring. Uh, they're averaging, I believe, it's eight point eight points per second half in in this and they and they got eight today, right? Was it eight? Yeah, because they scored the one touchdown. Yep, they scored the one touchdown, and Jefferson got the two point. Yeah, so it's definitely. I mean, that's and thank you, Dylan, for coming on here and shining a light on this. This is a thing that goes back before, like the Vikings last year were one of the highest scoring first quarter offenses, and then it just kind of tapered. You know, we're if it's scripted, if it's planned, if it's on schedule, this is an unstoppable offense. Opposing team punches you in the mouth, you face some adversity, it gets a little murkier. But what I love about this year's team so far is they've run into the muck the last three weeks. Philadelphia, they had a chance to do it, and, it, and, it, and they learned from Philadelphia. I mean, like, hey, you get in the muck, it's okay. Games get weird, it's the NFL. Teams punch you in the mouth. In the last three weeks, in the end, they have taken a deep breath. They have executed drives to win the game, and they've come away with victories. And so you got to get it fixed to where you're not just disappearing. Um, and I just pulled up the third quarter points per game so far this year on team rankings, and the Vikings are averaging coming into today 1.5 points in the third quarter, which is the 29th in the NFL, and that will go down because they had a zero today. So they are one of the, like, after today, one of the probably three lowest-scoring third-quarter teams in the league, which is kind of weird, obscure, and specific, but it's a thing. Yeah, and today's game, to me, here against a bad team, is is the type of game where you want to do to the Bears what the Eagles did to you in Week 2, right? Like, that's what you wanted. And, and plus, you scored three consecutive possessions, so, like, that goes well beyond your scripted plays. It's not like the scripted plays, because what drove you crazy last year was the scripted plays work, and then it's like, what's left? And they're like, nothing really. Today, you come out and score 21. What I wanted to see today was exactly what Philadelphia did to you, which is we are now going to throttle down and whoop you. It's in our building. You're not good. And and the Bears, when the, the only reason why the Bears came back was because they saw opportunities presented to them. They didn't really want to come back. They wanted to go home. They just don't want to do this. They're not good. So, like, that's the one thing. And But that's the whole next step, too. The whole next step is, because the Vikings aren't there yet. Make no mistake. They're not there yet. When you, when you can throttle down for four quarters, that's when you're really damn good. And you can't do it all the time. But today was an e- exact example of when you could have. And you couldn't really do it, unfortunately. Michael Schillitz in the YouTube comment section thinks Judd looks like Tom Cruise at his thinnest. Oh, thank you. I might need a couple more Surleys before I can uh, see yeah, the resemblance there. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to take it. As well. I'm just going to take it as a compliment. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to say thank you very much. Uh, Nick says here in the YouTube comment section, Phil, I don't agree. The last three teams we won against are all losing teams. Uh, well, the, I think the Saints in the end are going to compete for a playoff spot. They won today against Seattle. Um, Yes, that's true. And part of this is, and we agree, like, they need to beat good teams, too. The Packers are a pretty good team, and they did beat the Packers in week one. But they don't have to apologize for what they've been doing the last three weeks. These are, there's some good signs here, and there's room for, okay, prove it against some better competition here as we go forward. Yes. So, all right, Dex, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Kendall. Kendall, what's up? Hey, guys. What's up, Kendall? Me on. Hello. Yeah, thanks for coming um, on. So I, 
I was just so frustrated with the defense in this game. And I'm curious what you guys think. Like, is it is it a personnel thing? Do we need to fire Ed Donatel? Like, I was working on a paper and first quarter I was like, oh, we got this. And then the defense just laid down on the field. And I'm, I don't know I th- what to think of it. I think you are now the, at least the second person to, I, I think the third person to call for Donatel's head. Do we think, I'm going to ask Judd here, because like, you know, Mike Patton, Mike Patton, I'm sure is involved in the defensive scheming throughout the week as the assistant head coach, but he also has a defensive pedigree. Is there any chance they would make an in-season move with Ed Donatel in year one? Or is this thing going to play? I, I would be shocked if they let him go in the middle of the season. And I don't think we're at that point yet. No, if they if they were to lose four consecutive games and get completely just gashed defensively, maybe, but yeah. no. Um, but, you know, again, keep in mind, it's my personal opinion that the Vikings, and I get why, spent a lot of time after the GM and coaching change focusing on one thing, offense. How do we maximize it? I think what we're seeing now is, and, and this isn't the end of the world, but we're definitely seeing some effect is defense was like shoveled to, to the back and they're like, we'll get someone to run it and we'll run it. And you know, Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio was great. We'll bring in his system, but it's not him. So I just think that there's, I think defense has gotten the short end of the stick here. And unfortunately with what we're seeing, that's clear. So I guess the question is, can you fix it? So it's, can you fix it? So it's, it's um, at least get you by. Also, I'll add this to Kendall. So the Vic- it, it, the defense has given up way too many yards. They, they get gashed. They should not have let the Bears back in that game today. But uh, going into today, the Vikings had the 13th best scoring defense. They're only giving up 20 points a game. And uh, today, so they gave up, what, 22 points today. So it'll go up. So, like, the end result hasn't been a total train wreck. There's some defenses that are giving up, you know, I mean, hell, the, the Lions are giving up 35 points a game. The Seahawks, Chargers giving up 27-28. So... You know, I'm. I just want to see it play out more. But to you know, your initial question, I worry that there's too many dudes on the wrong side of thirty that are just not fast enough anymore. I guess that's my simple question. That was my question a month ago, and it's still my question now. All right, thanks, guys, and thanks, thanks for, for always having a great show too. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate right it, Kendall. Thank you, Kendall, making her debut on Vikings Ventline. Let's keep it rolling here. Who's the next guest? Let's oh, another pup here. We got we got Wiggy. Oh. Yep. Hey, can you hear me, guys? Oh man. Oh wow, Wiggy. Yeah. So this is Kobe. He's been my therapist the past three weeks because <laughs> I've just been biting my nails till the end. But hey, I love you guys' channel. I listen to it every day. It's awesome. Uh, but my take today would be: I had a great high school football coach, and one of his sayings was, "You twist or you stab the opponent, and you twist the knife." Right now, I feel like we're just stabbing them and then saying, oh, here's a first aid kit. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so I hope we can learn to twist that knife and just keep the score running. Kobe has the goofiest, in a good way, smile right now I've ever seen yeah. on a dog's face. Just the, like, just the happiest dog in the history of Ventline right now. Look at this. Yeah, he's been waiting patiently. <laughs> Who's a good boy? Oh, Kobe. That's right, Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> 
Awesome, man. Uh, Wiggy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, showing us your dog. Show us your show us your pooch. Yep. Yeah, lastly, I want to get before I die, but I'm here in Los Angeles. Um, I'm going to the Jets game, so I'm excited to try the before I die while I'm there. Nice, dude. Awesome, nice. dude. Yes. We'll, Enjoy. Uh, we'll save you a tall boy when you come to town. Or two. Great stuff, man. What are we up to? Uh, what was the over-under for dogs on camera today? If it was three and a half, I think we're, yeah, I think we're getting close pretty here. close here. We're getting close there. Gotta love the pups. All right, who's next? Let's go to, uh, is it Lanny? Lanny, actually. How you guys doing? Lanny, what's up, man? Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, you guys are fantastic. You, bring, you guys bring so much logic to the table. Uh, Judd, I'm actually one of those Canadian Blue Jays fans that have complained to you about Jose Brios from time to time because he was really inconsistent this oh year. Oh, my God. Okay, oh. can we can we unpack that for just, like, 30 seconds with you? So I... Uh, I was in a I was at a, a bar in Seattle yesterday watching that comeback with like 200 Mariners fans. I can't imagine what the other side of that felt like <laughs> for you guys. Yeah, I'm still picking up the pieces. Uh, I, I didn't oh. get sleep last night because it was just driving me absolutely crazy. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, you guys rock so much logic Thank to the you. people, like I said before. Um, yeah, I got a couple things I wanted to get off my chest. I, I, you guys had touched on it in terms of the defense and how, like, you know, I like how some of the callers are like, fire Ed Donatello and we're four and one. <laughs> that, that kind of <laughs> yeah. But the thing that, and Phil alluded to it, I, there's, there's a lot of 30 year olds on this defense. I, I, it, it really shows there's, there's some slowness there. And so like, I think, I think it was Phil, you said, Brian, Brian Asamoah was on the field, maybe a, for like a couple of snaps uh, today. Like, I know, I know Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendricks in, in a three-four. They they you know play the majority of the snaps, but I'd like to. I just like to see him on the field a little bit more, just to bring just to bring that speed element to this defense because they just they're just lacking that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And Lanny, thanks for the kind words, man. Appreciate it, and definitely don't be a, don't be a stranger on the show here. Um, it's just it's a big move. Because the guys that you would be taking off the field are like the leaders in the locker room. It's it's Hicks and Kendricks. Unless there's a creative way to keep those guys on the field and get Asamoah in there, but not take Zendaria Smith or Daniil Hunter. It's right. Well, and are there it's and, tricky? And are there ways if you don't want to make those moves? Are there ways to get around it by adjusting scheme here yeah. and there? And and I do have a so so I watched Hunter a lot just to, to see, like, if he is slowed down or something. And what I saw was, not surprisingly, the Bears chipped him a lot. So, like, they basically had one, two. Um, I guess what I thought was, was that he was going to move around a lot more to create pressure from different places so it was harder to do that. And it's more like he's just standing up now and trying to rush. So, like, I thought he'd be over guards more, and he is at times. He, he was over a guard on a big third down play yeah. at one point so today. But. It, it happens, but I thought that there would be a lot more of an attempt to move Daniil around, and it feels like they've just sort of, at times, he's got a hand down, and at times he doesn't, but he's still pretty easy to try and follow, and so teams are, you know, going to put a priority on him, and I just, it's that type of thing I'm, curious if there's things if there's just ideas and tweaks that could because mm-hmm. i mean I, I i'm going to contend this i contend he is not by any means washed up you know i think here's the good news on this mike mike zimmer used to be very stubborn and would stick to his guns on things and it just felt like oftentimes the last couple of years they're just trying to jam a square peg round hole whatever metaphor you want to use uh-huh. kevin o'connell seems like a really curious introspective guy 
and he's probably been focused very much on the offense for obvious reasons. I wonder if there's a, a time at some point here where he – maybe the bye week is the time, maybe right. where you get the two weeks of self-scouting and stuff where he would right. come over and say, hey, guys, you know, I got some thoughts or some questions on what, what we're doing here. So, you know, that's, that's the good news is to this point, Kevin O'Connell has shown the ability to just sort of own it. He's not defensive. It's, he's, right. he's a get-it-right type of head coach, it feels like. And I get a feeling that Ed thinks Ed's system is going to work. So, like, I think he is not necessarily what O'Connell is, which, which might be important for KOC to say, okay, dude, that's great, and your system's awesome. I hired you, but that being said, we need to adjust. When, when, you, tell, when you tell a group that Daniil Hunter will be fine, but it's going to just take him some time, I don't know I'm buying what you're selling there. Like, it's Daniil Hunter. He's pretty damn good. I don't feel like it's like, well, in two weeks, it's, he's going to get six sacks. So... Phil, I think you might be right, but I think it might take O'Connell actually going to Ed and saying, Ed, here's what we have to do, or here's what we should do. Here's some ideas. Also, if they determine at some point that Daniel Hunter is just a lot more effective with a hand in the dirt, because that's the way he's been doing it his whole career, then you need to find ways to get his hand in the dirt so that he can be comfortable and effective. That's right. Three-point stance. All right. uh, Get that that leverage when you start lower. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Yeah, let's go to Fast EGA. How's it, guys? Hey, so I think you're. I think everyone's looking at the defense, and rightfully so. And what you guys were just talking about, there is a way to get Hunter's hand in the dirt. We got to run a three-four over scheme. We put him Football. back in the dirt. Thank you. Back in the dirt. Realistic. Randy talked about this with Declan. I think earlier this week. Put his hand in the dirt, get him, you know, lined up or outside shade. You keep Tomlinson in, you keep um, Harrison Phillips in there. You either put Juana behind him or even maybe you put Hicks behind him and move him. He's a little bit bigger, better tackler and just focus more on being a better run defense. And then just put speed guys in the back end and just try to make plays because this defense can't stop anybody. So I'd rather be just taking risks, taking shots out there on the defense and, and just let our offense run this thing. I don't know. What do you guys think? I just love that. Football. You came in here just slinging amazing football terms. Uh, they're good. We have to also just get comfortable with the fact that no matter what they do, they probably don't have the personnel like the Vikings had, you know, six years ago under Mike Zimmer where all those dudes were in their prime and Xavier Rhodes. Like, they don't have a shutdown group of personnel. So how can they get creative forcing teams? This is the one thing, too. It's like, you know, they're one of the worst pressure teams in the NFL but through the first month of the season, they've only blitzed or sent an extra man 10% of defensive snaps. Yeah. So is there something they can do where maybe they, if you're going to give up chunk yards anyways, you might as well at least get a little gamble in there and, and force the opposing team into turning the ball over more often. You know, all right, you guys are going to move the ball between the 20s, and we accept that. Uh, our goal is to hold you to field goals inside the red zone, and while you're trying to move the ball, once in a while, we're going to force you into like a 13-yard sack or an interception that you weren't planning on throwing or something like that. That's what I would like to see. For sure. For sure. And I think, you know, we do have older guys with Smith and Peterson back there and then, um, you know, Kendricks, but they still have those instincts. So just get them in, get them in space, get them in a scheme where they can just at least play off their instincts. And if they give one up, they give one up. But, you know, at this point, trying to play it as a standard defense, even if you try to mix it up a little bit, it's just not going to work. They're going to be a sieve the whole game. Yep. And last thing I want to say, um, special teams, you know, 
did play real bad in that crucial eight minutes. Phil talked about earlier this week, the four minutes come before the half, four minutes after that, that really hurt us. But a Caleb Evans, crazy good heads up play getting that onside kick. That was, yes. that was huge. That was huge. Yeah, the Caleb Evans play and then the Cam Dantzler play at the very end to rip that ball out. I yeah. mean, those are like just two huge plays that if they don't happen, the Vikings probably probably lose. So, And we didn't have those plays last year, and we got them this year. Thanks, guys. That's Fast exactly EGA. Right. Great stuff, man. Onside kick was a shocker. I didn't see yeah, that one coming. I kind of loved it by the Bears, man. That was yeah. uh, like they, kept, like, they, they knew the they probably weren't going to win the game straight up if they right. would have continued forward, right? And they and they didn't. So you might as well take a chance, right? It's, All right. It's incredible how much this sport, especially, comes down to details, like the little things that, like Amir Smith Marset pushing the Vikings defender in the back to cost his quarterback a fifty-two yard touchdown run. Small thing, but incredibly stupid. Mm-hmm. Like that costs you that play right there. Absolutely kills you and it's basically okay if i don't push this guy in the back is he going to tackle my my quarterback which my response was i don't think he was i just appreciate the fact that amir smith marset did indeed help the vikings win a game this season secret agent great pick by spielman (laughs) nice work it was it was the long play all along they knew this was going to happen let's let's draft him make the bears think we like him and then uh, leave him exposed to waivers at some point and then he'll sabotage the game. All right, who's next? A few more left here on Vikings Ventline. Let's go to Andrew now. Andrew, what's up, dude? You're on Vikings Ventline. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, my thoughts are just this 4-1, and one, very interesting team now. They got a lot of good stories. They're covering up the stench of our putrid baseball team. Now with <laughs> oh, this... Oh, <laughs> with this with playoffs starting, I love playoff baseball, and they're just, oh, why? Oh, my. But, you know, I do. I love the Vikings, but just I just had to throw in a little shade towards the Twins. We can't let them off the hook. I still think you guys should have a segment every week with Judd just ranting about this stupid Twins team. Sad, <laughs> whatever. Pole lads, goodbye, man. Like, seriously. Declan, no season tickets next year. You gotta promise me, man. We nobody should be going to that stadium. <laughs> I love this. Anyway, love... drive by on the Twins. Love the Vikings. Four and one. Kirk, eh, we'll get by. Anyway, we'll see you guys later. Andrew, thank you, dude. <laughs> I love Andrew just sneaking in to just take a drive-by awesome. shot at the idiot Twins. That was awesome. He's the so Mariners right. just took 21 years off of playoff baseball and just bang, bang, win their first two games, come back from behind. That is acceptable to do. Twins 0-18 in their last 18 playoff games. It, it nice took, job. It took four games on Saturday to remind me why I love that sport. Yeah. Like, I had yeah. completely forgotten that I liked baseball. And then those four games, I'm like, this is why I love I love the sport, because these teams are well-run. They're fun yeah. to watch. Shocking, right? I know. All right, back to uh, back to football here, back to Vikings vent line. Let's try Theo again here. Theo, what's up, man? You guys got me this time? Yes. We got you, yep. All right, good, good, good. Uh, well, I've just been thinking, I feel like the Crusaders think this Kirk uh, justifies their... Uh, their crusadingness, but it justifies what you guys have been saying. And they have been saying for years, oh, you, you idiots don't like Teddy or want Teddy over Kirk. And it's like, this is why 
we like Teddy over Kirk. Not that Teddy's a better quarterback, but this is the worst statistical performance of Kirk's career, and it's arguably the best Kirk. Like, in the moments that we need him, he's there. And, yeah, he, he throws that pick. That's a throw that I think we're all fine with him trying to make. He had C.J. Ham in the flat. Um, he usually takes that, but he waited a split second too long on the cross to Thielen. No biggie. I mean, it was in a bad time. He came right back, led the game-winning drive. And the, the other thing I was going to mention, um, we don't have the rookie-scale con- superstar quarterback or even just a rookie-scale quarterback, but we do have two rookie-scale contracts for the two next most important positions, Justin Jefferson and, oh, my God, I don't know what PFF's going to say, but Christian Derrissaw ate Dude. Robert Quinn alive. He yes. ate him alive, and I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. Um, I was going to ask you guys, I think there's like a, it, it gets way too in the weeds about rookie scale contracts and when they're eligible for extensions. I know it's usually after the third year, but I, I've, I thought there was like a second year exception with like Zeke Elliott a few years ago, um, which would mean uh, JJ's eligible right now. So, and they would be working on it probably. But as soon as this year ends, Quasi's got to get in the lab with JJ's agent, get that man forever 10 years the Mahomes deal I don't care just do it thanks so much guys uh long yeah. time listener first time caller your guys show is great love it thanks so much thanks, Theo. Theo thank you man appreciate awesome. the kind of words hey on Derisaw there was a yeah he I, I think he had a really good game it's hard to tell sometimes until you until you know, someone breaks down the, the play by playing the film but there was a play early on one of the first couple drives where he got beat off the line of scrimmage I think it was Quinn he gets beat off the line of scrimmage and it's, it looks like, oh, God, this is going to be just a straight line to Kirk. But he recovers. Boom, like shuffle, shuffle, Brian Baldinger, shuffle, shuffle, slide, shuffle, shuffle, slide. And he, and he ushers the pass rusher sort of behind Kirk Cousins. Cousins does a nice job stepping up. Boom, completes a pass like 15 yards down the field. And I thought, man, that, is, that was an amazing recovery by a franchise left tackle in a position that the Vikings have had trouble. I mean, Riley Reef was fine for a couple of years, but boy, to have that dude under a rookie scale contract is a really nice thing to have short up. So that's shuffling uh, and and for- forcing the potential rusher past the quarterback must be something that they're teaching because O'Neal has become very good at that. O'Neal's been beaten a few times, but he manages to extend the rush past Cousins. So they must teach that as well. And I wouldn't sleep on, on the fact that I think that flat out this offensive line has not been coached this well in a long time. Like, I see some things that they're doing fundamentally that they did not do. And so, again, I think offensively, O'Connell's probably put together a really good staff. Yeah. A really and good then, staff. And then he just looked for some veteran guys, grizzled yeah. defensive guys. Defense. Yeah. Uh, all That's right. What you do. Uh, send in your resumes. Who has the most experience? Okay. Yeah. Ed Donatel. Sounds good. Come on in, guy. See what happens. All right, let's uh, let's get to one more here on Vikings yeah. Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Donald, what's up, man? Hey, how you guys going? Can you guys hear me okay? We got you, yep. Donald. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Just enjoying this victory here. Um, I know that it almost came down to a nail-biter, but, I mean, we pulled it away, and that's all we can ask for, man. I mean, skull, you know, just excitement, excitement. So we've had some people come on uh, – Rich, early in the show, who's one of the older Vikings fans, 
And he's just saying, man, I feel like they're pulling me back in so they can crush my soul emotionally. Where are you on the buy-in scale here, Donald, for this team right now? Uh, you know, as I'm watching the game and it, 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 it started to get close, I can see the culture change. I mean, I could see guys just fighting to the end to 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 pull it through. You know, if Kevin O'Connell is giving good vibes and good spirits in the stadium, then that's what we need. I can't ask for nothing more. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, I can't lie. For Dantzler to rip that ball away after missing the tackle, that's awesome. I mean, hey, what, what could we complain for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Skull. I awesome. actually went to that game in uh halloween last year and it was bad man that it was bad so to to see this now i'm excited i'm i'm going again uh hopefully this time it'll be a difference but <laughs> i'm excited hey you guys are awesome man i listen to you guys every day at work i drive at my cdl and you guys are awesome so thanks for having me on donald thanks for coming Thank on you, man donald. we appreciate it don't be a stranger thanks for the kind words too so there it is, man. Another another episode of Vikings Ventline. Another win for the Vikings. And we'll see what the Dolphins quarterback report looks like for next week. But you got Tua, who I think for just PR reasons, yeah, he, you can't he bring that dude back. And Teddy, is was he concussed as well today? So he must have been. So I, I think the original injury I thought I, I read was elbow. Chef- Okay, because Schefter had concussion at one point. Yeah, and then he must, with these new, because they put in new protocols, I think, today for this this week's uh, thing of games and stuff. So, yeah, he's now concussed as well. Yeah, it's basically the pro- the protocols are any Dolphins quarterback that <laughs> yeah. hits the ground has to come out for a month now is the yeah. new protocol. I, I thought that, that there was a fighting chance that the spotter here at the stadium would take Kirk out. When Kirk got hit oh. late in the game, because he definitely took a blow in, I think, the back of, of the head as he slid forward. Mm-hmm. I thought that there was a fighting chance with the rules now that they'd be like, oh, the, holy cow, this is a perfect example. Let's take Kirk out. I was he a little bit surprised. Quickly. Yes, he, he did. He, he didn't have the wobbly knees like Tua had yes, or some other guys. But I just thought with the new rules now being and the league being paranoid and trying to look good, that that, that might have been a chance to take Kirk out. But you know what? Kirk's too tough. <laughs> Kirk is too tough, man. Kirk doesn't. Kirk stays in. I give him a ton of credit for that. Oh, absolutely. He's ton of credit for one that. of the most durable knock on wood yep. quarterbacks in the recent yes. history of the NFL. I mean, the guy the guy has missed yeah. two games since he became the starter in Washington, I think. And one of them was COVID. He missed and the other was just like here. the end of the season they set him they up. just didn't play him, right? 2019 with the Bears when and they they had their playoff spot clinched. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he has never missed a game technically because of injury. Yeah. And uh, for those reasons, he is the secondary slayer. He is the fourth quarter. Three in a row, dude. The Colossus of Three in a row. After a pick today, when I I seriously thought, oh, my God, he's going to fall apart, he he didn't – not only did he not fall apart, he led that team down the field with the desire of Montana – or Namath, or now you're Bradshaw. going. A little, now you're okay. just now you're being a little patronizing right, yeah. here. Yeah. I sense okay. insincere Judd no. has taken over there was an a, hour and a half into that line. Steve Young, man, he was running a little bit. Come on. Okay. Uh, I actually, this is going to sound shocking. I expect him now going back like this year and be, up back to the beginning of last year. I think he has found a groove in some of these late game situations. I think he knows exactly what he's trying to accomplish now when the Mm -hmm. clock, all right, hey, we need a score to win this game. There's like five minutes left. 
he feels like a different guy now than the first three years of his Vikings career. Yes. Yes, and, he is. And if he can continue doing it, then the Vikings have permission to get into these muddy games and still pull them out because the deficit demolisher lurks on the sideline. In his first two years, he had one fourth-quarter comeback because he, he brought him back for the tie against Green Bay, which didn't count as, as, as a win, obviously. Yeah. And then in 2020, that Broncos game, which was an off-the-charts terrible game, and the Vikings came back, and we talked about that game like it was the Holy Grail, right? Like, Kirk had that comeback. Oh. Think about it now. I mean, the differ- there is no question he is a – and I do think that O'Connell being there now and, and – I say this without being condescending, but helping prop him up, too. As far as the thought process, as far as the support goes, that's yes. a different world for Kirk, who, to your point, did take steps last year to improve. But I think now it's above and beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was also just one last quick thing here. And I don't know, maybe this, maybe this is common for any sort of play caller to say, but they showed Kevin O'Connell quite a few times as he was calling a play, like in Kirk's headset. And their camera angle kind of snuck behind the play sheet. He's, like, hiding his mouth from the bear sideline, but you could see it on camera what he was saying. Yes. And one of them, the Vikings, it was right, it was right before they took a, a, a false start penalty. I think Ed Ingram jumped and bumped him back five yards, if I remember you correctly. You did. Another quick side note. The Vikings had their first, their first offensive holding penalties of the season today. They had not taken an offensive holding penalty until today. They had mm-hmm. two or three today. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Kevin O'Connell into his microphone said he gives the play and then he said we're in field goal range so and then they cut away and he's telling him we're in field goal range so just don't take a sack right and that's a little thing and I'm sure other play callers do that too right but I love it he's here's the play we're going to run and situationally get rid of the ball quick because we are in field goal range and of course they take a 5 yard penalty <laughs> but what <laughs> they, he didn't say is we are screwed. We, this, is, <laughs> this isn't going well. What should I do? Yes, there's very little panic. I mean, KOC is just like one of the most chill dudes you're going to find at that, uh, at that job in the NFL. So thanks again to all of you guys. Uh, you have helped us between the Purple Daily and Score North YouTube channels. We're almost to 50,000 combined subscribers. Thank you times 1,000 for helping us build this community of Minnesota sports fans and here on Purple Daily and Vikings Ventline. Vikings fans, thanks to TCL TVs and also Surly Brewing Company for helping to power this. And don't forget, next Sunday, Purple Daily Viewing Party and Ventline from Surly. You can also hit us, uh, same location, on November 6th after the bye week. So great stuff today. Some great, we had some new callers, some new faces, and uh, looking forward to the game against Miami next week here. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. Before we die, Vikings Ventline.